Needy is normal. That's a, I wanted to give you this platform. <laughs> Thank you. Needy is normal. TM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, it occurred to me this morning that it is a really fucking good thing that we live on the coast that we do and not the reverse because I think we would be like fucked due to your tendencies and mine if if oh, the roles 100%. were reversed. Yes, we would not we would never be able to record. No. <laughs> As a point of reference, well, maybe I shouldn't say exactly what time it is cuz I'm not I should not be on a podcast recording right now, but uh suffice to say that when we record in the morning, we have both very recently woken up despite the fact that I am 3 hours ahead of you. <laughs> That's really really funny. That's true. Um yeah. Yeah, that, no, that's a great point. Um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. But to that end, I will say I hate that, like, I mean, today's a bad day. I look like shit. But I hate Uncle, that. Untrue. I I woke up this morning and I was like, it really sucks that we have to, like, record video right now. It's fine. Like, not that, like, I'm, <laughs> like, this has never been a podcast where we do glam. So I, I'm being no. ridiculous. But, it, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and it's, like, really gloomy in here because it's, like, raining, so I'm, like, I'm a little bit darker than I usually am, so. Mm. However, update on my end, one week from now, I'm going to be in Colombia. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. Like, I'm so jealous. I absolutely, it absolutely would have been a disaster for me to come. Like, it would not have worked. But I'm, I'm very, very, it's not going to be cool to be on social media next week. We'll bring maybe we'll all like print out a, a bobblehead of you and be like, this oh, is great. Yeah. Something. That'll make you feel like, better. Like I'm the sure. bachelor party, but it's like my head. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, we we do have one I do have one friend coming, my friend who's also a lawyer who you've met, um, who might was supposed to have a meeting while we were there, because her boss is crazy for other reasons, but like it happened to get rescheduled, like that one meeting that she was supposed to oh, have. Nice. So she's like, this is best case. But like, you, as you know, you never fucking know. Yeah. So, um, anywho, what's going on with you? Work? Yeah, pretty much work. I did go on a date last week. So, um. Okay. Yes. So I do have something. I had a, some minor social events last week. This week I have done literally nothing but work. But, um. So it was interesting. He, no one has more obviously and did not care that I knew, Googled me. Oh. They asked me questions, or he asked me questions. He asked me questions that very, where I was like, I have not told you that. Interesting. And did he tell you that he'd Googled you before asking you these questions? So it had come up before because he's also a lawyer and he mentioned and I think he was like asking me about like work-life – like he was like, you know, kind of asking about work-life balance or something over like yeah. early Bumble messaging. And so then he said your – he said like reflected the name of my firm to me and I was like, how'd you know? And I'm highly Googleable. I can't do it. You're very Googleable. Yeah. But I am like so, the least Googleable. I know. So <laughs> I knew he had. But then I thought it was weird. But he, interesting. I think this is our weirder now for next week. Okay. I'm I'm down with that. Because I don't necessarily think it's weird. So but maybe we should just save this conversation for next week. Sure. But like I don't do you do you ever Google someone before a date? Oh yeah, I certainly do. I think it's the like asking I don't know, but then I fucking pretend that I haven't. Yeah, that's what I'm struggling like a normal with person. is that Well, that's what I'm struggling with is that like I I'm so curious to hear what the listeners have to say. We will do this next week, guys, but um because so I don't I think I'm unusual in this sense. I do not google people before dates. It's not like mm-hmm. a policy. I, it just doesn't occur to me. Yeah. That's funny. The only time that I will like Google someone is if 
I'm curious about something specific or if like they played a sport at a certain college and I want to be like, oh, do we have mutual friends? Like that's really the only time and like usually it's like a Facebook thing. I want to see if we have mutuals. Right. right. Um, And I usually use Facebook for that because like if it's like a college thing, more likely to exist on Facebook mutual friends wise. Um, But yeah, I don't – but then it's like, okay, that is publicly available information that like maybe – is a good idea to obtain before a date because you might something might come up in a Google search that would be alarming for a stranger. Yeah. I, no, there's. I, I think there are plenty of good reasons to Google. I remember yeah. um, trivia has a very generic first last combo, mm-hmm. and I remember being very disturbed that I felt like I couldn't find him online. <laughs> where I was like is he a real person? And I, I did event, I found his LinkedIn. Um, I was just using, I, I, I don't know, maybe slightly the wrong search terms, but um, you, you want to know that there isn't some sort of fraud upon you, but I do yeah. think it's strange to look at somebody's LinkedIn. And then let's say I saw that he worked at X place 20 years ago and was like, Oh, like, and you've worked there. Tell me about that. Like it, it, it's like an interview. That's weird. I agree. I, I agree with you. I feel like – I don't think it's weird if somebody was like, oh, yeah, I looked you up to make sure you're a real person. Like that – if they just like said that, like that would not be weird to me. Agreed. Agreed. I probably wouldn't – I probably wouldn't be cool enough to blow past that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, what would you learn? Well, and then, same. But then that yeah. would be like a fun a funny conversation. I think yeah. the weird part to me is that he just asked you questions – from information that he learned on that search without introducing the search itself. Yes. That's yes. he that like part. rested he rested on my prior knowledge that he had obviously Googled me in the original Bumble conversation conversation. Yeah. I think it's a little bit weird. But we'll find out what the listeners think. Um okay, so it I'm getting a vibe that we're not going on a second date. So I don't know. We've been texting. I'm I I haven't – I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this. I haven't not worked past – like I haven't – I haven't stopped working before 1 a.m. since oh. Friday night of last week. Jesus. And that is like – yes. So that is inclusive of Saturday and so, – like everything is bleeding together. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. I, I'm not ignoring anyone in my life right now. Like I think my, I think my mom like fully thinks I'm avoiding her, and I'm like I am so sorry. I, I I'm not talking to any like I'm not talking to anyone. Like if if you miss me on my drive into work, we aren't speaking. Like uh, it, it's not that I'm avoiding him. It, it just like a lot of time will go by before I respond to something. Um, obviously he gets it, which is really nice. But yeah. I would consider it. I I just don't know like when and yeah i just i'm i'm having trouble picturing who would tolerate me on early dating right now so we'll see <laughs> but no i actually i actually would go out with him i think that like there was to our discussion last week i think that there was a lot of good stuff there like good things about him where he was yeah. super considerate i actually felt awful so we were supposed to meet at this one bar and I had for I had forgotten my entire wallet. Oh no. Which I learned when I got to the office and didn't have my badge. And so they like printed me a temporary badge, whatever, not no big deal. But then I get to the bar and he's 
and the bouncer asked for ID. And I said, I have picture. I was like, I can show you a picture of my, I was like, I have a, cause I, um, for something that I like probably for work, I had to like up to upload a picture of a government ID or, you know, whatever. And so I have a picture of my ID. I have a picture of my vaccination. Like I have all that stuff. I was like, these match. You can look at like, that's a picture of it. You can look at me. And he goes, we need a physical copy. I was like, yeah. Why? Because it could be fake. You're ready. But my vaccine, like, but I had like multiple pictures of different things. Yeah. I think for, from a legal perspective, I think, oh, I think bars are required. I think, I think it's a law. At least I know in New York, that's what, that's what bouncers have told us that they are required oh, to have a physical, not even from a vaccination perspective, but the fact that you, oh, no, I know. I just meant that like, yeah. I showed him a passport, a picture, a, like I, I, it was obviously not fake. And yeah, but his I, th- reason, I think it's just like the law. His reasoning was we have to know – and I I just don't believe this reasoning. He said you have to have it on you so that if you're passed out drunk, like we don't have to open your phone. I was like, well, it's a face ID. Just hold it up to my face. It'll okay. unlock. And he did not enjoy that. And so anyway, I had to text this guy and be like, I can't come in. <laughs> like he was there. I was like, you got to come out and we got to find another spot. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and so we went literally, literally across the street to um, the place across the street. This, this, it's a boutique hotel. It exists in many uh, cities. You know the Freehand. Um, I know there's one in Chicago. Um, they, they have a bar associated with all of their hotels called the Broken Shaker, which is good. And so, oh yes, um, that exists here. I know I'm familiar with the Broken Shaker, so there must be a okay. freehand hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's like a cute. It's a it's a cute like, it's a very well appointed hotel. It, they're cute. Any whatever, stay there. F- free ad. Um, and so went there, walked in, no problem. Everything was fine. Great. So it, it was a perfectly fine pivot. But like, he was very cool about it. Um, and then. Was like very nice, super thought, and I and I was like, haha, like really painted you into a corner, like you're paying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, and so we'll 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 see. I am I am actually open to it, even though I was a little like, because the thing is, you know, if he's just sort of being kind of like intellectually honest about a practice that we all do by not faking that he Googled me, then I guess that's – it doesn't bother me necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. It was definitely – it was definitely weird to me because I was like, oh, nobody's um done this before. But I did not get, like, the ick from it. It was more just kind of like, hmm. So yeah. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's that's promising then. Yeah. We'll see. Um, What is the latest with you? I did not go any any dates this week. Um, I don't really have any latest from a dating perspective. Oh, I do have a date on Monday coming up um, mm-hmm. that I'm kind of excited about. So it's a guy who we matched on Hinge like two weeks ago, but he splits his time currently between DC and New York, um, and he's planning on mo- or not planning moving here full time. I think in July, sometime over the summer. Mm-hmm. I forgot. And so he was in D.C. when we matched. But he was like, I'll be back in New York. Like, I'm splitting my time and I'll be back in New York this particular week. We're going Great. out Monday because I leave for Columbia on Wednesday. Perfect. Um, and then he'll be gone by the time I get back. So it was like our only opportunity. So Monday yeah, this date. Is, this is your window. Yeah. I haven't talked to him. Like, I think it's it's good. Like, I don't want to be talking to him all the time. But, like, I, I do hope we're still going to go out because um, I haven't talked to him in, like, a week. Like when we first exchanged mm. numbers, we were like texting back and forth a little bit, um, and we like settled on the night. Like it's, and we don't have an exact plan yet, but um, I haven't talked to him since then. Was there anything that you could use as a springboard to text him? Do you not yeah, like I mean, just I like? I don't think I really need to. Right. Um, like maybe over the weekend, I'll do something to be like, oh yeah, so like Monday or something. Um, yeah. He's coming up here on Monday. Um, so hi, Logan. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I'm excited about that one. Um, and like other than that, it's just been 
I haven't been engaging as much. I think I've just been like kind of busy and I'm preparing for my trip. And so like I just haven't really been focused on it. Um, mm-hmm. I was supposed to go on a date. I think I mentioned this last time. I was supposed to go on a date on Sunday that I ended up canceling. I decided that like the guy, I just like wasn't into his vibe via text message. Yeah, you l- you told us you told us about you told the patrons and I about him. Yes. Um oh did I not say it on our on the regular pod? I can't remember. Correct. Now. Yeah. Um okay, so this no, guy was just confusing. like Yeah, so this guy was just like a little too much. Like he would he was texting me and then we were texting during the day on a work day and he was texting me and then when I didn't respond right away, and by right away, I mean like he would do the, – the follow-up would come within 30 minutes. He would then say something like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I know you're busy at work. I'm like, I, I I am, but you don't need to say that. You don't need to be sorry. I will reply. I'm just right. in a meeting and I think currently. That, I think that that's fine once because they don't yes. know. You know, we, we, it's – I understand if we need to tell them once. <laughs> but then it's yeah, it like – happened. Okay, no. Stop. It happened three times. Ay, ay, ay. And I kept saying, like, there's no need to apologize. I'm in meetings. At, at one point I said, I will reply. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you're not bothering me. Because one time he said, I'm so sorry, I'm bothering you. I'm like, you're not bothering me. Please stop apologizing. I just can't reply immediately when I'm at work. Yeah, exactly. Or or ever, necessarily, if I'm busy. Like, right. if I see – if I'm able to reply immediately, I will and I do. But I can't always do that. And I now now you're making me feel bad because now I have to like tell you it's okay. Right. I mean that's why that's why that kind of – a strategy is a strange word. But the, the kind of like constant apologizing actually ends up being more about the – person in that case apologizing than the person being apologized to. Yes. Yes. And I think that this is actually a really good example of like psychologically speaking, this isn't always true, but psychologically speaking, when you receive an apology from somebody, you like perceive them worse, like for them having apologized, regardless of whether or not the thing that they did made you perceive them worse. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like one of the reasons why they like they talk about how like women need to stop apologizing in the workplace because like men don't, but like it like puts you it like makes the other person sit on a higher plane than you automatically just because now you're apologizing to the other per- to the other person. Yeah, I can oftentimes see that. for something that required no apology. A work friend of mine said the other day that she's um, stopped saying sorry for de- sorry for the delay and start and started saying thanks for your patience. Thanks for your patience. Yeah, I was I talked was talking about this. So wild now. I can't remember what it was, but that thank you is an incredibly good replacement for I'm sorry in a lot of situations. The reflexive apology, meaning yeah. like the re- the apology that is not actually needed that you just say because you say it. Thank you is like a an incredible yeah. Thanks for your patience. Thank you for understanding. Mm-hmm. Is another good one. If it's like, you know, I'm sorry, I won't be able to get to this until Thursday. Instead of that, you can say like, I will get to this by Thursday. Thank you for understanding. Yeah, that's really good. Um, the other one that I heard recently was it's not quite the same, but it's on the same. It's in the same vein. A friend said that she never says no problem. It's in my in line with no worries. What does she say? Yeah, instead? she says you're welcome. So somebody will say yeah. like, oh, thanks for doing that, and she'll say you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Like no pro- – the- one of the things with no problem and no worries is it's like you're not actually acknowledging that you did something for the person to say thank you for. Like they're like thanking you for having done something and you're telling them like, oh, you shouldn't have thanked me. By saying no problem or no worries, you're kind of saying you shouldn't have thanked me because it wasn't a problem. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. something to be thankful about. It was like a normal thing. But like – let someone thank you. Let someone say, hey, you did a good thing. Yeah, exactly. So all that being said, he – and then and then to add insult to injury, he said, no worries. Oh, my God. He did? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so perfect. 
the third time when I finally like had to get really explicit about it and say like, you are not bothering me. There's no need to apologize. I'm in and out of meetings all day, but I, I will totally reply to these when I can. Oh my God. Incredible. And he said, no worries. And I said back, I wasn't worried. No, not at all. The least worried. Which like, the least worried. worried. In fact, you seem super fucking worried. And I was not worried until right now. I am worried that I have to go out with you. (laughs) And Um, then I realized I don't. I don't. No, you certainly don't. Um, You had said on Patreon that you guys were doing a call. Did you have a call? No. So we were supposed to have a call. He had asked if I wanted to have a phone call before we went out. I said, absolutely. That sounds great. Um, we had scheduled it for Thursday night. I My day on Thursday ended up blowing up and I didn't mm-hmm. have time on Thursday. So I texted him like midday and said like, hey, my day is kind of getting out of control. Are you free tomorrow night to talk instead? And he wasn't, but he suggested Saturday. So I said, great. So – and we're supposed to go out Sunday. So mm-hmm. on Saturday, during the time window that we had talked about, I texted him and said like, hey, like I'm, I'm around, like, you know, let me know, you know, kind of what your day is looking like, et cetera. And he didn't reply to me for like three or four hours, at which point I was already out – that was outside the window we had discussed. I was already at dinner with a friend or on my way to dinner. Oh, and okay. he wrote back and was like, I'm so sorry. I, I fell asleep. I'm like, how long did you sleep for in the middle of the day? But like whatever. Yeah. No, um, no judgment on napping. I have friends that are big It's nappers. fine. It's fine. But like this like extremely long apology about having fallen asleep. Um, you and then said, no worries. Like, <laughs> um, and then he was like, I, you know, you're probably already on your way to your plans, but if you're still around, let me know. And I, and I said like, I am on my way to my plans, you know, whatever. And he was like, all right, I guess we can just do like a surprise meetup tomorrow. And so then I had been hoping, I actually was looking forward to the phone call. Well, I, I actually wasn't, I was dreading the phone call, but I, yeah, but I was, I was I think, reframe that a little bit. Yeah. I was happy that we had scheduled a phone call because I was I was looking forward to the opportunity to understand if my assessment of his vibe was correct or not in a more thorough way and have the opportunity to not go on the date due to the phone call. Yeah. Um, but that didn't get to happen. So on Sunday, I texted him with my like canceling a date forever script and the motherfucker had blocked me. Unfucking real. So, how can you tell? So, he so the he has an iPhone. We had been iMessaging. Yeah, it never delivered. It did not go through as a text message. It just never delivered. And That's so weird. And which is, people might have different understandings of what it looks like when. But my understanding of when somebody with an iPhone, if you've been iMessaging, blocks you is it doesn't go through as a text. It just never delivers as gotcha. like a way of maybe you don't realize they've blocked you kind of thing if so you don't notice that. It's been a few years. They may have changed the technology. But my friend Brittany and I at a like group dinner once, we were trying to figure this out. So we like blocked – she like blocked me. Yeah. And we like ran this experiment. And – a couple years ago, it looked as if it had delivered. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like it was real. It was a real fake out. Huh. I mean, so maybe that I, happens. It, like I said, and it was years ago because we were at this bar that shut down pre-COVID for rats unrelated to the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. So it, it was a while ago. So who knows? Good Lord. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I never checked back. So like maybe it eventually – but also he unmatched me on Hinge. That's that's a accumulation of evidence that is sus. Yeah. And he never replied. So we didn't go out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So, so that – I do – I agree. So all of that. Um, I also had a, um, a phone-throwing moment happen, which was in – I've gotten some gross responses to my openers before. This one oh, is God. pretty close to one of the worst I've gotten. Well, oh, maybe shit. not one of the worst I've gotten, but like pretty bad. So recently I've been doing Fuck, Mary Kill, mm-hmm. which I've done in the past. But recently I've been doing Fuck, Mary Kill and I've been saying F, Mary Kill. 
Oh, yeah. Just to keep it. Um, wings, nachos, french fries. Okay. It's been going very well. It's great. This person, this person, though, says, how about I fuck you and then we eat wings and some fries, then fuck again. I don't care much for the nachos. Ugh. That's so not, like, get out, dude. Get out! Yeah. Like, literally leave. Yeah. Literally leave. That's terrible. And, like, one one of the things I will say about using a fuck, Mary kill opener is it invites people to be gross right away if they're going to be gross. That's a good point. Yeah. Allow you to reveal yourself, young man. Yes. And, like, the vast majority of people are not. And, like, we, I've had some extremely lively debates about nachos because uh, I'm going to marry the nachos and I'm obsessed with nachos and I would eat them every day. Not everybody feels that way. This is surprising to me. So, yeah, well, um, I would definitely kill wings, non-negotiable. That's interesting. So I would kill French fries because in my, my in my mind, this is the thing that I have to eat all the time. French fries offer no nutritional value. They're True. like this kind of the same every time. Uh, I mean, like you can get kind of differ. different kind of different French fries, but like not as big, not nearly as big of a variety as nachos and wings. I don't know. I just think they're a side dish. I don't want that for the rest of my life. Well, I don't think you're eating it for every meal in perpetuity. Like that's, well, that's crazy. What I'm, that's what I'm envisioning. Like I just think if you I'm have marrying to them. live with it. Like you have to like have it. Like it has to be in your life forever. They seem boring. Oh my God. You're crazy. So nachos, they can be a different cuisine every night. You can spice up your marriage. Oh my God. Insane. Anyway, so but these are the it's like fries? fun conversations. There are like I, I memes want... about like you can only choose one, like crinkle cut, curly, shoestring, double I, fried. I, I, I understand Truffle. that there are different types of fries. I'm just, I, in my, my opinion, the different types of fries are not as varied as the different types of wings and nachos. More so nachos. Have you ever done the fry and not, the and, Wendy's milkshake, the frosty? Uh, I'm not a big milkshake fan, so no. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's like salty sweet. I like a so stra- I like a strawberry milkshake from from In and Out, but I don't like chocolate, so that that's out. And vanilla milkshakes don't really do much for me. It's it's a it's a classic. It's a classic. Highly recommend it to everyone. Strawberry milkshake from In and Out is a is a big plus for me, though. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March twenty first. Get your tickets. We are. I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about Hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Nice. Um, okay. We should probably do Weird Da and the Grab Bag. Um, yes, 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 yes. Let us begin. Okay. So this week's Weird or Not, it's funny because when you suggested it, you thought it was going to be kind of niche, but I think we've, re- we've received like the most like – passionate responses to what people feel about this one that is hilarious i love that oh my god yeah i do think like specific things can get people going yes very true very true so this week's weird or not is they insist on bottled water when out to dinner 
Right. So, like, when the waiter co- – what I was envisioning is the, the waiter comes and says, you know, like, bottled water or tap for the table. And yes. I literally always say tap because support your local aquifer. That's, like, the only way that, like, vote with your – you know, vote with your money, vote with your order. Um, tell the people that you – it's important to you to have good local water. Um, and so – I, I would think that that was, like, really weird. No, we we get tap unless you're getting sparkling for one reason. Like, it, it, sometimes I, like, want Topo Chico or something. So, like, I'll order that specially and, like, it will be the bigger bottle, like, for the table. But that's a different situation. I say this is weird. And I think it's, like, very weird. I think it's going to be, like, 70-30. You are exactly wrong. God damn it. I was doing really well for a while, and I think that, like, I I, I, I was getting complacent. Um, how did we phrase it? Do we say they want or they insist? I envisioned insist. I said it, no, I said insist. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to explain my failure. <laughs> I cannot. Mm, it's it's 37.63, so you're not exactly, exactly wrong, but, like, uh, that's pretty, pretty wrong. wrong. Um, okay, so tell me about these passionate people's thoughts. So... The, the people who said weird, the passion there was like kind of like what you said. A lot of it was environmental, that like oh, bottled – like sing, single-use plastic, like bottled water is bad for the environment. Also, it's like the same as tap in a lot of cases unless you're like getting really, really fancy water. Yeah. Um, mostly in that, in that kind of vein. I don't think that people had in their minds – based on the number of people who said nah, I don't think that people had in their minds a person who like – turns their nose up at tap and like insists it must be bottled. How dare you suggest that I would want Mm -hmm. tap water? Like I don't think people had that situation in mind. I think people just – I think people just – although it said insist, I think people just assume that it's just somebody who orders bottled water. Mm -hmm. Um, The vast majority of people – there were people who were angry that we would insinuate that this was weird. Oh my god, Really? It happens almost every time. There were more people this time, though. There were like there there is a faction of people who think that us putting up a weird or not indicates that we think it could be weird. When that I mean, is not the case. It's not necessarily the case, but like nothing has ever been a hundred percent. So like in theory, well, I guess we are implying that there might be someone who thinks it's weird, but that yes, is absolutely but like crazy. I'm going to need that person to have a little bit of a thicker skin. <laughs> yeah. Like there are people, there are people who are like upset that we're like perpetuating. Bottled water consumers are not a protected category. Moving on. Might be weird. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be one thing if we were putting up weird or not is that we're like real problematic, but yeah. like we're fucking talking about bottled water. Yeah. Oh um, my God. So anyway, so like all of the the nah people that were super passionate were – there were a lot of people who were talking about like where are you and is the tap water safe to drink? Fine. Fair enough. Um, I think that most of our listeners – I don't know about your Instagram followers, but from our analysis of listeners, I know that our majority, our vast majority live in very safe watered places. Yes, yes. Whether or not that water is, like, good is another question. Right. Um, but, I mean, like, in New York City, it's, like, tap water is very good. There'd be, there'd be no reason why also, you need to order bottles. I am sure the restaurant filters it, too. Like, I don't think they're just, like, <laughs> fucking cracking a tap and filling your water. There were, there were a couple people that were worried about whether or not it was filtered. I actually don't think that that's a safe assumption to make, that the, that the water is filtered at a restaurant. Yeah, that's just fine. I, I frankly don't care. I drink out of my tap I don't care. all the fucking time. Oh, I know. I don't care either. I drink straight from the tap. But, like, yeah. just as a note. So, anyway, very passionate people in this week's Weird or Nah. Um, but – and many people also – in the nah category, mention the sparkling thing. Like, oh, if they're ordering hmm. sparkling water. That to me is totally different. Oh, yeah. Completely different. If I feel like sparkling water, I'll order a sparkling water. In addition fun, to the tap that's water that I'm drinking. like a fun beverage. Yeah, that's a beverage. That's like instead of a cocktail or in lo- or yeah. in addition to a cocktail. Yeah, totally. Alrighty. We haven't done a grab bag in a while. I'm like super pumped. I know. I am too. Do you mean to start? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Okay. Rourke, this is apropos of last week's topic. How soon is too soon to tell someone you love them? 
I don't think there's necessarily such thing, but I would say consider consider what you're really feeling. Mm. I would say, like, I, I genuinely don't think there's a hard and fast rule here, but yeah. I would look at your prior, like, when do you tell people typically? What is your past relationship experience? Are you always feeling like you want to blurt that out in the second month? That, to me, would speak to somebody who maybe want some feedback from the person they're dating, some feedback in kind about their interest. And so they're kind of like saying like a little caught up in the moment, maybe a little anxious about what the dynamic is. And so I I would consider what your pattern has been. I would also consider why do you love them? What do you love about them? And try to articulate some specific things to yourself about that. And think about also like, what does love feel like and mean to you? Is it a feeling of exhilaration or is it calm? Is it like, I would say like, try to look for things that are not like this person. I I would try to look for things that this person makes me feel like safe, calm, da da da, not like elevated, like so excited. Like I, I I think that like high upper emotions would be a little like that feels a little too soon. Um, that would indicate to me that it was too soon. Um, And also, you know, do check yourself a little bit here against kind of quote unquote normative benchmarks, right? Like, is this person your boyfriend? Is this person, have you been, how much time are you spending together? Um, Like things like that. Like do check yourself before you wreck yourself here. But in theory, I don't think that there's a hard and fast rule, but like, don't be crazy. I agree with all of that, maybe minus the don't be crazy part. Um, but I, I, the only thing I would add is if you are going to say it at all ever, even after a long period of time, make sure that kind of like what you said in the beginning, if you're going to say I love you, make sure that you are not saying it with any expectation of what that person says back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always true, but I think it's especially true if it's quote-unquote really early relative to, like you said, societal norms because not everybody moves at the same pace. And if you are saying it because you are looking to receive validation, ask for validation. Yeah. But it's okay to express your feelings always, but you got to do that on on their own platform and not, you know, related to how that other person is feeling. Yeah, totally. And think about, like, how will I feel if they don't say it back? Like, can I handle that? Yeah. And hopefully the answer is yes, but... All right, Allie, how do you break up with somebody that you live with? Well, you definitely don't do what Dara's live-in boyfriend did. Go back and listen to the first breakup one to hear that story. Um, which is like, you know, drop a bombshell on them and walk out and freeze them out forever. Um, but I think this obviously this is hard because there are logistics involved. I think this is just my opinion, but if you are breaking up with somebody that you live with, I think you need to be prepared to be the one that is no longer going to be in the home, at least initially. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've had friends who've had people live in partners break up with them and then expect them to leave. Yikes. Like in the moment. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 this is our joint home and you're the one who decided it shouldn't be our joint home anymore. Yeah. You will be the one leaving, at least right now. Like, you know, figure out – like logistics, you can figure that out later in terms of, you know, what you're going to do with the place you live. But like I think that – like I assume if you're living with somebody that you've been dating them for a – decent period of time. So this will probably be a difficult breakup and maybe it's going to come as a shock to them. So I feel like in terms of like giving them space to think about it, like let them keep their existing space. You've just rocked their world. Most likely. Yeah. In this moment, like I wouldn't run out on them, but like I I think they get to be in their own space initially. Yeah, um, agreed. I I yeah. think that I think that I if I was broken up with in this situation, 
I probably would not want to stay in the shared space. I would definitely be reaching out to a friend to go stay with them. But Totally fair too. I think the person who is the break upper should have made that contingency plan for themselves as well. So like they're like, you know, I'm going to go stay with so-and-so like you, like whatever feels good to you do, you know, stay, yes. go, you know, whatever. Um, yes. But yeah. And I also, I also, however, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that like I, given the length of the relationship that I'm assuming has happened in order to live together, like I would hope that this isn't like a hammer drop one conversation I didn't even know that the other person was having th- th- like thoughts about our relationship at all. Yeah. What were yeah. you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that don't let the sunk cost of living together hold you back from doing the breakup. Completely agreed. Completely agreed. Yeah, you can totally. always figure that shit out. Yeah. It is way worse. To, and the longer you stay there, the worse it's going to get. Yep, exactly. The costs are only going to get further sunk. Yep. Um, okay, Rourke, how do you ask your date what they want when you don't actually know yourself? <laughs> oh, that's unfair. I don't like that. <laughs> um, I think that in theory, this this speaks to me of something that I – I like holding my friends and people I date to standards that I hold myself to. And Mm -hmm. therefore I like to have sorted out what I want out of an interaction before I ask the person what they want. And so I think that you should, you should, like if you're, if you're in the dating world and you're not quite sure, you need to be okay with the fact that other people are in the dating world and not quite sure. And yes. so you can either kind of sort that out for yourself and then say, this is what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for people who are on the same page. Is that you? And once that's accomplished, go for it. But I I, I think that – I think you got to wait until you, – you either have to kind of live in mutual uncertainty or mutual knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think not knowing what you want is is okay, but oh, like totally. I I don't think you can ask without first stating, "Hey, listen, like I'm not really sure what I'm looking for out of dating right now. Like I'm enjoying hanging out with you if that's true, but I'm not quite sure what I'm looking for and like I just wanted to let you know that." And so you're yes. not quite asking them what they're looking for, but you're giving them the knowledge that you don't know. And inviting them, like let's say they are looking for a relationship, hopefully you saying that is going to be very scary to them. Right. And they're, they might say back to you, okay, I am very clear about what I'm looking for, so I don't think this is a match. Or maybe they'll say like, that's cool me either. Or like, yes, I'm just going point. with the flow or like whatever. And then it's fine. Yeah. No, that was a great addition. We need more context on this one, but I, 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 I want you to be able to – I want you to speak to part, at least part of it. Um. Okay. When he says you're too needy or moving too fast and it's slower than ever before, WTF. Needy is normal. That's what, I wanted to give you this platform. <laughs> Thank you. Needy is normal. TM, as uh, Sean Galanos posted um, the love drive, he posted something the other day and like he quotes me all the time on needy is normal and like bless his heart, he always credits me for the quote, which I love. But like this time he added a TM. At the end That's of it, really as if I had trademarked it, it was hysterical. Um, anyway, yeah, it is normal. I do not like people also who say things to their partners like that, like you're so needy. Mm-hmm. Like that's not helpful. It would Correct. be and, – and to be clear, he is welcome to think that you are moving too fast for his liking. I would want him to express it as – hey, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable with the speed at which this is moving for X, Y, Z reasons. Can we slow down? Mm-hmm. And so, and on the flip side, you are welcome to think, shit, this is slower than I've ever moved before. I don't want to move any slower than this. And frankly, I'm uncomfortable with moving this slow even. Right. And maybe that means you guys aren't a match. And, you know, I, I would probably – so like not so much the like WTF part, but like I would probably say to him like – well, this is 
these are my needs. And this is the, you know, I'm hoping to compromise here because I would typically like to be doing these other things and, but I'm okay with where we're at, but not anything less than that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if, if that doesn't work for you, then maybe I don't work for you. Done. I um, okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's normal. Okay. Moving on. Um, work. How do you date as an introvert? I am neither good at nor do I enjoy talking to people. Oh, um, I feel for you. I definitely – so I um, – Allie and I have been um, – we talked a little bit on Patreon and we've been texting about Myers-Briggs and introvert and extrovert and stuff. And so I'm like – I sit right on the border where I'm pretty gregarious and outgoing, but then I recharge by being alone and really, really value mm. my alone time. I think that – I mean, I – this is hard, you know, but there are things we do all the time that are not necessarily our God-given, you know, quote unquote, I'm not religious, skill set. And there are things that we have to work to be better at, like, you know, having a certain attitude at work, having a certain attitude in another setting, you know, like we sometimes have to bring our A game to something that is not our natural skill set. And so I would say, chat like challenge yourself. Push yourself to just try. And then reach like don't have a plan with a friend have a, a plan with a group right after. You know, don't yeah. drain your social reserve. Um try to schedule dates for days where you have a lot of alone time and that's maybe your one kind of big social event. And um also make try to you know it, this can get tricky if you want to be somebody who has the other person plan the date take the lead like i don't know what this person's preferences are but something that i've talked about with my friend matt he's like i always try to plan a date that is an act that is something that i would want to do like a bar i want to try a restaurant i want to try so like at the end of the day if the date's a dud i had a great meal or i had yeah, you know at I least i did a thing i liked Exactly. Like I have something positive to pull from it. And so if she can angle to get on to either plan or have dates that feel really comfortable to her, um, maybe it's not sitting directly across from each other. Maybe it's going on a hike or like, you know, something like that um, to create dates that are like better environments for you. And then just sort of like, you know, not everything in life is easy. Fucking do it. If this is something you want, you got to figure out a way to do it. It's true. Um, I was very – I thought it was very funny that you and I are practically exact opposites at Myers-Briggs. I know. Well, it's interesting that – so – and they've – that like because it's not like a scientifically validated thing, like it, it makes sense no. that – it makes sense that you kind of like change over time too. Yeah. So because I used to be ENTJ. Like I used to right. be – and that's that's what you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've never had – I have such good test retest validity. It's absurd. Yeah. And so that that personality is known as the commander and like everything about it makes total sense for you. And I, it's – but it's interesting. So I used to get that and I didn't feel good about it ever. Like when mm. I would read those results, I was reading them thinking like a lot of this stuff is actually things that I don't like about myself. Oh, thank not you. Because, no, 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 no. Hold on. Not because those traits are objectively bad, but because I think for me, when I am exhibiting them, I am doing it in an unhealthy way for me. Gotcha. And so, yeah, I don't – it is not – none of the personalities are objectively bad. But like – and there are so many amazing things about commanders and, you know, leadership skills and all of that stuff. But like I think – Totally. I was totally teasing. Go on. It felt like when I was reading it, it felt like I was reading all of my opportunities from from performance reviews. Oh, that's so funny. And I and I resonate so much more with ESFP, which is what I get consistently now. Like I would say, like for the last five years or so, I've consistently oh, wow. gotten the performer, well, maybe um, which hilarious. Like- Come into your you've come into yourself a little bit more. I think so. I like I truly yeah. think that like the like self work that I've done and therapy and like I've like worked through a lot of these like commander attributes about myself that for me manifested themselves in a bad way. Yeah, and I still have some of that, and you can kind of see it when you read the descriptions of both that there's crossover there, even though in theory they're completely opposite. 
Right. Um, but I also thought it was hilarious that the picture of the one that I took was this woman on stage with two microphones. <laughs> it checks out. I'm like, yep, there we are. Hello, self. Yeah. All facts, no lies. Yeah, completely. Oh, we haven't really talked about this. We've talked about sort of like being similar or like being aligned and stuff. Um, thoughts on dating with an age gap, eight plus year difference. I think, you know, they say that age is just a number. Yeah. I think it's more about stage of life than age. Yeah. Eight years really means a lot. Eight, eight years can mean extremely different things depending on where you're at in life. Like if you are 19 and 27, that is, although legal, a, from my opinion, insurmountable age gap in terms of like both life experience and probably like what you're up to and yeah. like things that One you want to do. One person can't go to a bar for two years and then the next right. person will be nearly 30. <laughs> right. So like that, that seems real tough. But if we're talking yeah. about like 37 and 45 – that feels totally fine. So like yeah. – and and the one 45-year-old and one 37-year-old might be doing the exact same things and two other 37 and 45-year-olds might be in wildly different stages of life. Like one might have three kids and the other one might be like dancing on tables every night. Like right. it doesn't I, – I really don't think that age can tell you everything that you need to know here. Certainly. What I would focus on instead is like you said about being aligned. What are the things we like to do? What does our what would our ideal next five to ten years look like? Yeah. And not to say that you have to have that mapped out per se, but you know, if you are if you are a 25-year-old dating a 33-year-old, mm-hmm. and like does that 33-year-old want a family? And right. if they do, and I should say, do they want kids or like marriage and kids? Because a family doesn't have to mean that. But yeah. Do they want marriage and kids? And if so, I would guess that the average 33-year-old's timeline on that is going to be sooner than the average 25-year-old's. And maybe not. And if not, right. then that's great. Then you're aligned on that. But I think that's that matters much more than like the number on your driver's license. Yeah, for sure. Um, PowerPoint is older than me. And he – something that like would often come up is that – and like – my friends, we have always been – our version of fun has always been, like, pretty chill. Like, we are mm-hmm. not a clubby or, like, ra- like we're not, like, a raging group. Like, we have wine while we played, um, like, Rummy Cube. Like, that's our version of fun. But he would often decline to spend time with me and my friends because he, like, felt old in the friend group. I was like, oh, yeah, I and that's that's actually a really good point that I didn't think about when I was answering. Is that like, do they fit into your life? Mm-hmm. Like, you might be okay with being massively different in terms of lifestyle with somebody, but personally, I want to date somebody where we can be in each other's lives in a comfortable way. Yeah, and if that's not the case due to the age gap, it could be an issue. I I have a funny, I have a good um, Patreon story. Ooh, I'm exciting. realizing that I don't think I've told yet about the about an age gap related issue. <laughs> ah. Oh, hooray! Okay. All right, stay tuned, anyway. patrons. Um, yeah, I've never dated with that much of an age gap as this question. I'm trying to I'm trying to think about the biggest age gap. I think it's like ASV is five and a half years younger than me, so I think. That's oh, I it. didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think PowerPoint's eleven years older than me. Five and a half, four and a half, four and a half, because. Wait, PowerPoint's 11 years older than you? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I knew he was older. I didn't realize it was that much older. How to rotation date when you have a clear favorite or bias towards one person? Oh, interesting. Um, I think that it's tough. Do you remember the um, – do you remember the – there's a Sex and the City episode about this where it's the okay. really bad season where she dates Burger, I think, and yeah. – she is very, very excited and nervous for her date with Burger, and so they encourage her to go on a simu date, which is a sim- what's um, a simu date, like a like like a sim like si- like a simulate a dating scenario, but like there's no pressure. Oh, like a dress rehearsal. Yes, and they, they okay. call it a simu. Date. I don't remember that episode. And 
it's um it's with this very nerdy guy who ends up getting like attacked by a bird in this ca- outdoor cafe and um <laughs> she talks about how like it wasn't a simu date for him oh yeah and like he was clearly very nervous like she was like my simu date was like a real date for him and so like I get, I I get, basically this is all to say, I get all sides in that story. I get not want, I get wanting to kind of balance your investment a little bit, remind yourself that it's still early, see what's available, but then you also don't want to use people as, as props in your kind of emotional regulation. That's, that's on you. And so... I would say if you're really trying to put yourself out, like it it can be entirely possible that you just want to say like, you know what, I'm not going to delete my apps or my accounts, but I am just going to see this one through. And if it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out and I'll live. And, um, you know, give yourself a little bit of a, um, a fence poster somewhere that you can kind of check in with yourself. Like if, you know, if in a month I'm still really into this guy and, we're not progressing, then maybe we're going to have to not see each other anymore. Um, But that's how I would handle. Yeah. I think I want to give a plug for episode 39, the multiple one, where we do talk about dating multiple people because we got a couple questions about that. But I don't think we really get into this specific question, which is why I asked you. Um, I totally agree. I think like – I think maybe you go on one date to see – and if you come away from it thinking, wow, I was really not able to be present on that date due to this other person that I really like, then maybe dating multiple people is not the right thing for you to do because of the outcome it will have on those other people. Right. There are actually a couple questions about this. Dating in a rural area, any guidance um, or recommend accounts that help with this. Um, and then somebody else said, my range is 100 miles and it's the same 20 guys. Yeah. So so off the bat, I do not have any guidance or recommended accounts. Um, I will look into it. But also, if you are hearing this and you know of any, please DM um, and then we can share. I think – so two pieces of this. One, <clears throat> we've talked about this before. I don't think it's crazy to move because the place that you live is not meeting your dating goals. Yeah. I understand that that might not be an option for everyone and you might be tethered to this rural area for one reason or another. And so that's not the only advice that I'll I'll give. But consider that the place that you live might not be conducive to the dating life that you want to have. Yeah. That's a those. Those two things might be totally incompatible and I don't think it is nuts to go somewhere else. As we've talked about, like we do that for other things in our life all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. People move for jobs and no one blinks an eye. Right. So that's the first piece. I think the second piece is because I've worked with clients who have this issue and one, try as many apps as you can. This is one of the situations where I actually do recommend Tinder Because it has the largest user base. And so if your issue is that you just don't have enough people, you got to get on an app that has more of them. Yeah. And you might need to be on – Yeah. And you might need to be on way more apps than the average person so that you can expand that potential pool as much as possible. Um, And then the last thing I'll say, sounds like the 100-mile person is already doing this because 100 miles, eh, maybe you could go a little bit further, but – expands that ratio, knowing though that you are going to need to be the one that travels to the other person if you're expanding, at least for the first date, Mm -hmm. if you're expanding that much. Like if somebody has expanded their radius to include New York City and they live 100 miles into New Jersey, I don't even know if New Jersey is 100 miles long, to be honest with you. I don't even know if that, Pennsylvania. (laughs) But if they've done that, and we match, first of all, I would probably say, wait a minute, never mind. But like it's on them to come to the city that they've expanded their range into or if they're like traveling to that city. So that's – I think like – because I guess in order for me to see them, I would have to have my range expanded that much. 
Mm-hmm. But something that you could do is set – you have to pay for Bumble to do this, but some apps you don't. Like Hinge, you can put your location wherever you want. Set your yeah. location to your nearest big city. Yeah. But know that you will need to be the one that goes there for the first date at least. Totally. Okay. Oh. You want to be their girlfriend, but they ask you before you're ready how to address. Oh, that's so funny. That's the one I had like locked and loaded for you next. Ah. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We can both weigh in. Um, I mean, this is like – this is actually an interesting question because like it is something – but I I almost think a more fulsome way to say it is just what this person said in the question, right? Yes. yes that, the like, answer, you've answered your own question. Yeah. Just like put that – package that question a little differently. Package it as a statement and as a – vulnerable statement. Let the person know where you are. Say that you do really you do really see that, you want that and articulate a little bit why you're not ready. I think have have some insight into what that means for you. That I'm not yeah. ready because we haven't met each other's friends yet and I really want to window into that piece of your life. Can we set that up? You know, like it's something that was a insane like just random example, but like something like that and yeah, just let this just per- let this person honestly know where you're at. Yeah, that was going to be my my advice is that it's totally fine for you to not be ready. And I think you've answered your own question in terms of framing that back to them. However, that means different things to different people. And girlfriend also means different things to different people in terms of what the expectations and assumptions are with, with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think explaining to the person – you know, I'm not ready for that yet, although I do really want it with you eventually. But like here are the here are the things that I think come with that word that I'm not currently ready for. And to your point, if there are ways to move towards it in concrete ways, here's what I think those are. Definitely agreed. Waiting for a job interview result. How to deal with anxiety slash the possibility that I will never hear back. Because insert waiting for a guy to call and it's the same fucking question. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> Yeah, although I think there's it's a little bit different in terms of like if you like had a good date and you're waiting for them to reach out, like right. my it's, advice yeah, would be yeah. like why can't you reach out and that's not that's not true, true. with the job interview. Although hopefully ideally you've sent a thank you note. Um yes. Eh, you know. Um so also, if it's and been quite some time, I will some I will follow up with like, please let me know if I can provide any additional info. Like, happy to comply with any next yeah. steps. You know, whatever. Yeah. So something that I think, and they're already past when they could do this if they haven't. But just for future reference, something that I recommend doing at the end of an interview is asking, like, what kind of timeline can I expect for next steps? Yeah. And sometimes the person interviewing you won't know that because oftentimes they're not the HR person. They're like somebody that's already in the business. So you can reach out to the HR person in addition to sending the thank you note to the person who interviewed you. You can reach out to your HR contact who initially you've been in contact with and say like, I had a great interview with so-and-so just now. You know, I'm excited to hear about next steps. Curious to understand what the timeline for those will look like. And they may have one concrete that they can tell you and they might not. But that can help with your, you know, potential anxiety because you can kind of understand what the future will look like with that. Um, I think beyond that, it's a similar advice to dating anxiety in general, which is like lead your full life. Mm -hmm. You know, like try to kind of put that out of your mind a little bit, whether that means like continuing to interview for other jobs or like, you know, doubling down on like hanging out with your friends more. Like if you're in a – especially because if you're interviewing for a job, that might mean that you – in many cases, are not into the current one that you have. And so, you know, take this opportunity that you have where you have a job that, like, maybe you don't need to dedicate as much mind space to because you're not as into it and, like, lean into other parts of your life. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a good – this is a good one where um, look – kind of, like, look to yourself to self-soothe and – you know, it's about, especially because this is not a situation where you can assuage your own anxiety by texting, like, are you going to call me today? Um, or something. (laughs) Yeah. And so 
like that's not a viable outlet. And so use this as um, an opportunity to practice kind of other other coping skills, whether that's like going to a yoga class, like center, you know, what whatever it is that feels good to you. Yeah, totally. Um, well, great. That was it was uh, fun to get back into that. Yeah, I love our grab bags. And now Alrighty. I shall go to work. Yes, indeed. I'm going to get more coffee. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.